The following program is brought to you by the Business Clinic. Welcome. It's a wonderful Friday afternoon, and you are listening to Abundance, Abundance Now, Now with Maria M. Lopez. Maria is a certified public accountant, financial advisor, and public speaker. She specializes in advising her clients in their personal business and finances so that they can achieve the financial lifestyle of their dreams. Her mission is to empower others by providing them with the financial tools and education necessary for them to create their own finances. Here is your host, Maria M. Lopez. Good afternoon, South Florida. Welcome. I am your host, Maria M. Lopez. We are in the middle of tax season. Can you believe it? It's April. It's April 15 is around the corner. It's coming up soon, which is a due date to file your 2016 personal income tax return or file for a six-month extension of time to file your 2016 tax return. The due date to pay your income tax liability is, anyhow, April 15. Please note that an extension of time is not an extension of time to pay your income tax liability, but rather it's just the six months more that you have available so that you can file your tax return. So, as we prepare to file our tax returns for 2016, sometimes we may have to send a check to the IRS Service Center, for example, for a tax liability, in other times, we may be able to receive some cash refund, which is probably the case that we all want to have. My question is for our listeners today, what plans do you already have in the event that you're expecting a cash refund? What are you planning to do with that cash refund that you will be receiving? So today, I have with me my friend and colleague, Roy Perez from Mass Mutual. Roy is a director for Mass Mutual and currently oversees the Miami and Fort Lauderdale operations. His team is number four in the country for Mass Mutual of over 500 teams. He was currently named Manager of the Year for the Florida region. Roy Perez is a registered representative of and offers securities and investment advisory services and investment advisory services and financial planning through MML Investor Services, LLC. Welcome, Roy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I am happy that you're here with us today to talk about a very important topic, which is investment planning. Before we get started, Roy, please tell us a little bit of, a little bit more about yourself. Introduce yourself and your business and a little bit more, and tell us what it, what it is that you do for your clients here in South Florida. Thank you, Maria. Thank you for having me. Like I said before, well, my name is Roy. I am the director for Mass Mutual for Miami and Fort Lauderdale. I currently oversee about forty about. 40 to 50 financial advisors, and um, you know, we really help our clients in three different stages of their life. You know, we have young okay. professional clients that are looking to, you know, start planning to buy a house or mm-hmm. want to save money for traveling or just get their, got their first 401k or, reti- or retirement account and don't really want, really want some guidance on what to do. Okay. We help middle-aged individuals that are looking to uh, make sure they pay off their mortgage before they retire. They start mm. talking about college planning for their kids. Um, and, they, and they also want to make sure all their investments are in order. And lastly, we help people about to retire that yeah. want to transition over and minimize taxes and most importantly, make sure they never run out of money. That, that seems to be the biggest concern we get from, from all our clients. Beautiful. So you're basically covering the, almost the lifespan of an individual and their families, right? Correct. From the, the moment they begin to work and have children or children or no children, whichever way, but through other career or their business ownership uh, through retirement. Correct. Well, we help them with changes as their life changes. Beautiful. Awesome. How long have you been in this industry, Roy? Time flies. I've been doing this for about 10 years now. 10 years. That's beautiful. Okay. 
Roy, you've heard me start the show this morning talking about the extra cash that some people may be receiving from filing their income tax returns for 2016. And what I would like to do today to talk, is to talk about investment planning so that we don't take that cash necessarily now. Some people may take that cash and say, hey, let me go to Paris for a week, right? That may happen. Why not, right? We all, we all deserve a, a good vacation, right? Absolutely. But there are other ways to do what to do with that money, and that includes investment planning. Let me ask you one thing. What is generally the minimum amount required in opening an investment account at a financial institution? Well, what I've seen, you could start with as little as $50 a month. The goal is to start putting money away okay. with what you're comfortable with. And if your life changes and you're able to put more away, you increase your contributions. So I can go to almost any financial institution in the country, local or regional, and pretty much open an investment account with $50 minimum. I wouldn't say all companies. Every company so, has their own limit. Right. But I've seen as little as $50 to some companies' minimum is 250000 or a million. Gotcha, depending on the... On the investment firm you're working with. Understand, understand. Now, once the account is open, what are some items to consider when opening the account? For example, do I care about designating beneficiaries? Should the investment account be at a commercial bank or at an investment firm? And what would generally be the difference between these two categories of financial institutions for investments? Well, you should definitely care about beneficiaries. It's very important that you have that clearly labeled. If something does happen to you, you want to make sure your wishes are met. Mm -hmm. um, as far as where to put the money, so it, you really got to understand what you're trying to accomplish. Okay. Based on what you're trying to accomplish, there's different firms that specialize in helping you accomplish that. Mm -hmm. For example, uh, there might be companies that specialize in retirement planning. And okay. that might be where you want to do your retirement assets. There might be companies that specialize in you know, helping you save to buy a house or to right. pay off your mortgage. So you really got to figure out what you're trying to accomplish and align uh, yourself with the companies that specialize in that. Do I care about the rate of return, the interest rate? Uh, is, that, is that something that's super important, right, when choosing an invest, how to invest in a financial institution? Agreed. Well, there's two parts of financial planning, and mm -hmm. most people only focus on the first one. Uh -huh. There's the accumulation phase, where you're really trying to accumulate as much money as possible and okay. get ready for retirement. And then there's the distribution phase, when you start to distribute your funds because you're no longer it. working. Yes. So um, what is important? changes depending on what category, if, what, what, depending on what phase of your life you're in. When your accumulation rate of return is very important, trying to grow your nest egg as big as possible. Of course. When you're in distribution, you're more looking for investments that guarantee income or, yes. or, or generate income for a certain period of time or help you travel or, or accomplish your goals. Understand, understand. So let's say, for example, okay, so I decide that I have an, this extra $50,000, Roy, for example, and I want to invest them so that this money grows over time. Clearly, I mean, not that I'm saying anything against commercial banks, but a certificate of deposit is earning very low interest rate right now, and it will not make my money go very far. So I consider other investment options. Roy, tell me in general terms, what are those so many other ways how I can take those $50,000, for example, and invest them? What do I invest them in? How do I make this money work for me? Great question. 
I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I got to repeat the same thing. Is <laughs> really what are we trying to accomplish? Okay. If you are planning for retirement and you're 30 years old, you might consider being more aggressive because you have a long time, right, mm -hmm. time before you're going to access your money. Okay. If you are looking to buy a house in three or four years, mm -hmm. you don't want to invest very aggressively and the market be down right before you're about to purchase that home. That's right. So what to invest in depends on what you're trying to accomplish. It depends on my goals then. Absolutely. I mean, so, so, so part of the investment scenario is sitting down by myself or with a financial advisor like yourself and determining what are my goals, my long-term or short-term goals with the money that I have. And then from there, we can put it in different buckets, for 100%. example. 100%. The, the first thing a financial advisor should do is, is identify what your goals are and what is the best way to accomplish that. Got it. understand. Beautiful. Would you recommend to our listeners that when investing their money, they interview various financial advisors and visit multiple financial institutions, and why is that important? Well, what, what I always tell my clients is to ask people they know who they trust and who they work with. Mm -hmm. It's very, There's so many different companies out there, and there's so many different directions and, and planning strategies that right. if you ask the people you trust who they're working with, you might get a, a good... Uh, a good, you might run across someone that, that you already uh, have, might have a good relationship with mm -hmm. or that your friends are comfortable with. They might, you might be comfortable with them as well. Gotcha. So you're saying re references. Absolutely. Ask for referrals. And then I am, Roy, uh, and, and I'm sure you are very much because we're both finance people. That's our native language. We're very much hands-on. So we would not only – we will – interview people for uh, investment advice, but we would also search and do our own browsing of the internet Correct. to understand what the concepts are and things of that nature, right? So that's something that we would also recommend to our listeners that they do. Now, there's a ton of information on the internet, so the thing will also be there, my advice will there be, and I'm sure your advice will be, will there be, ask questions. Absolutely. Right? You really want to understand what you're investing in and why you're investing in it. There's exactly. so many different products that exist. And you, you definitely want to have an understanding of why your advisor is recommending this to you. Exactly. That's right. So whenever you go to a meeting with a financial advisor, whatever financial institution that is, come up with your list of questions, right? Absolutely. Be prepared. Absolutely. Okay. Now, uh, the Dow Jones, right, the index, is about 20000 In general terms, what does that mean for our U.S. economy and, and for our U.S. investors? Well, it first means that there's a lot of confidence in the U.S. economy and mm -hmm. people are investing in it to taking off. It also means it's at an all-time high. Okay. So you, pr you probably heard this saying before, you buy low, sell high. Yes. Right now, it's at an all-time high. So you got to be very wary of throwing all your money in now that the market's doing good. Yeah, you might uh, want to consider, if you want to get into the market, doing it slowly. Okay. And that's what we call dollar cost averaging. Where you, okay. Where you put money in every month, and you, and you get into the market at, at an average price point. As it increases. Then or decreases. Or decreases either way. Yeah. That is correct, yes. Roy, we're investing. Some of us are more aggressive than others. And I think you would agree also that that has to do with the age, right? Correct. Age and also the confidence that the person has in investing. We like to take risk. Clearly, there, there is risk in all types and forms of investing. How does a financial advisor work with his or her client in gaining an understanding of the level of risk that the client is willing to take with their investment? Great question again. Well, the first thing you need to do if you're a financial advisor is do a risk tolerance test. Okay. This is a test that's been created that will help identify what you're comfortable with, what what volatility in the market you're, you're comfortable handling mm -hmm. so that they could invest you properly. The second thing mm -hmm. is your time horizon. Right. So 
even if you want to be aggressive, but you need the money, you need to access your accounts in a year, two years, that might not be the best route for you to go. Got so the, the two things that you should be doing are a risk tolerance test and understanding your time horizon and how to invest properly for that, for that time. Beautiful. So let's take an example. 24 years ago, Roy, I graduated from Florida International University with a master's in tax, and I started working full-time. I remember I started working for the big six. At uh, that time, it was the big six public accounting firms. And I started investing from day one, my first payroll check on my 401k. At that time, obviously, I was in my early 20s. So uh, my risk tolerance was probably, what, more aggressive, right? Because Correct. I had a longer horizon. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah, that, that's what I wanted to get to. And also... Uh, well, just because you have a long time horizon doesn't mean you need to be aggressive. You also right. have to do what you're comfortable with. Yes, absolutely. We all have our different things. And I guess, where does that come from? From our childhood, from our parents, from from every habits that we have? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gotcha. Now, let me ask you this. Once I open that investment account, let's just say, you know, we take, again, those $50,000 from my example into the investment account. Uh, what do I do now? How often do I review it? Do I panic if the stock market goes down a little? And what is rebalancing? Okay, a couple of questions you asked me all at once there, but I'll try my best to answer <laughs> them. Um, well, the first thing, how often you should review it based on how, how far you are from your goal. Okay. For example, if you're 30 years old mm -hmm. and you're doing retirement planning and you're 30 years away, you shouldn't review it more than once uh, every year or every other year. Okay. Now, if you are 55 years old and you're retiring in four years, you might mm -hmm. want to go with your advisor every quarter and, right. and make sure that things are in order, mm -hmm. nothing's really changed in the economy that, that might affect your accounts. Should you panic if the stock market goes down a little? No. You should be invested based on your time horizon. The market going up or down should not affect that end result if you're investing properly based on mm -hmm. how far you are away. Okay? And then rebalancing. Well, rebalancing is very important. What rebalancing does is it automatically sells your investments that are high and mm -hmm. automatically buys the investments that are low. Okay. So it, so it does that for you automatically as often as quarterly, semi-annually, or annually. Right. Um, and it should lead to a, a larger rate of return in your portfolio. Now, there are some people that are very hands-on and they may want to do this on their, on their, on their own. Like, I, I review my quarterly investment accounts and I just want to browse through them just to see what the market is doing to my accounts, to the specific investments that I have chosen, and then I can browse through the internet and then call my advisor and then connect with him or her on the phone or meet in person, right? So people do that. Or they can leave it up to their advisor to do the rebalancing every so often. Is that how? Correct. Right? Okay. It's up to you. I mean, there's actually programs already designed in some investments that automatically mm. rebalance for you. So Technology. you don't have to worry about it. Yep. I love it. Technology. Love it. So in general, how often should a financial advisor, whether from Mass Mutual, I mean, Morgan Stanley, New York Life, there's so many financial institutions, right? We're, we don't have time to name them all. How often should this financial advisor should generally meet with his or her client to review their investment portfolio? Um, great question again. As, again, it depends on what when your time horizon ends. Again, if you're 30 mm -hmm. years away from retirement, once or twice, once or twice, Mm -hmm. Every year is fine. If you're a year away from retirement, you can meet as often as monthly, as often right. as, or, or quarterly, whatever you. What depends the sophistication of the of the plan being put together for you. Very well. That 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 is correct too. Okay, beautiful. 
All right, so why don't we pause for a commercial break, and then we will be right back with Abundance Now with Maria M. Lopez. Thank you, Roy. Thank you. My business is expanding and growing. I just wish there was some way to streamline its accounting functions, give me data to forecast my sales, and advise me on how to manage this growth. I heard my friend's 30-minute session with Gallon Accountants helped her get through most of her issues. I'm not surprised. I am Maria M. Lopez, Principal at Gallon Accountants and Advisors. And through our dedication to serving our clients and our mastery of the accounting discipline, we can help get your business back in the green. We're conveniently located in South Miami, and we we work with our clients in South Florida and also with clients throughout the country. Call us today to schedule your 30 minutes complimentary consultation. Contact us at 1-800-793-9721. Again, that is 1-800-793-9721. So we're back now with Abundance Now with Maria M. Lopez. It's a beautiful South Florida afternoon. It's uh, the first week of spring already. Can you imagine? I mean, I, I think, Roy, this is going to be a hot summer. What do you think? Possibly. I know, right? I can, I can feel it already. I can feel it. So we're with Roy Perez from Mass Mutual, and we're talking in general about investment planning. Uh, Roy, what do you, I'm a CPA and I'm also becoming, I, I have a Florida insurance license and I'm also becoming certified for my series 66 and series seven license. It's basically all that is so that people that don't know is so that I can provide advice, investment advice for clients. Uh, so as a CPA, what do you see the role of a certified public accountant in the investment planning of a client and his or her family? Well, the CPA has uh, a lot of, is able to see everything that the client has. Mm -hmm. So the CPA should definitely work closely with an investment advisor okay. and pinpoint places where the client can reduce their taxes or have a tax deduction. Okay. So it's very important for your CPA to have a relationship with the advisor and communicate. Because uh, a lot of times the advisor is creating an entire plan, the accountant is doing something else, and they're not talking about yes. what's really benefiting the client. So let me, that's a great the great comment, Roy. So, whose role is it to be to lead this group, this team? Is it the CPA, the financial advisor, or is it the client? The client shouldn't the client be the leader of this team of advisors to make sure that you, that I, that everyone is communicating in a team for their benefit? Well, the your the client should look at who they have a great relationship with. Okay. And find out if that person, whether it be an accountant, an attorney, or CPA, has their own relationships. Okay. When the attorney, the attorney, the, the CPA, or the advisor already have relationships in place, they already know how to work together, how to communicate. Mm -hmm. So I, what I would say is whatever uh, is the best relationship the client has, they should ask that person if they have the, a CPA, an attorney, if it's an advisor, mm. or the CPA if they have an advisor, an attorney. I think that will be the best way for that to work. Or otherwise, that will be th that's a great, uh, a great comment. Yes, because as a CPA, I am creating my own team of network of advisors that together we can provide assistance to my clients. Uh, but in the event that a client may perhaps like their own attorney, uh, it's just a matter of introducing them, right? Correct. And the more networking and the more opportunities for everyone. Correct. Every client I meet with, I ask them, who's your accountant? Are they happy with them? Got they are. It. I want to meet them. If they don't have an accountant, I usually refer, refer, introduce them to two or three for them to make the best decision of what's best for them. Beautiful. That that's what it comes down to for the client to make their own decision. 
So at Galang and Accountants, which is my CPA firm here in South Florida, I work with my clients, with my business clients on a one-to-one -one basis. I coach my clients one-to-one. -one. I meet with them on a regular basis because the financial success of their business is the financial success of my business. Like I said before, I hold a Florida insurance license and I am currently taking my Series 66 and Series 7 securities license exam, which will allow me the opportunity to recommend my clients and work with them on their investments, choices, and strategies. Roy, I realize that U.S. financial system is very complex. And because it is very complex, it offers many opportunities for investment and having our money work for us. I read in Facebook this week something that Robert Kiyosaki posted. You're familiar with Roy, Robert Kiyosaki, correct? Yes, the author, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. The author, billionaire author of Poor Dad, Rich Dad. He said that the one difference between the rich, the rich and others is that the rich have their money work for them, and whereas the rest work for their money. I thought that was very important, very critical. Very important. Very important, very great distinction. So the point that I'm trying to make is that we can start saving little by little, like you said, those $50 a month, are saving our money into a savings account, for example, and once there's some enough money there, we can do our research, educate ourselves, and begin working with a financial advisor that can guide us into how to best invest our money so that it works for us rather than we work for our money. Now, I repeat, there is risk involved in any type of investment. We all know that. Would you agree? 100%. Right? Okay. I hope you found my interview with Roy Perez very interesting. It is meant to be a general conversation of investment planning, and it is not meant to provide any investment advice. Ladies and gentlemen, business owners and families, I invite you to connect with me at 1-800-793-9721, and let's have a conversation of, of how you would like to invest your money and or if you already have money invested in the market, for example, we can review those quarterly statements and determine the best course of action. I am affiliated with New York Life, and together we can review your investment choices and help you grow your money. I want to invite you also to my business, Lunch and Learn, for Friday, April 7th, Friday, April 7th, at Ridges in Coray Gables. You can register at eventbrite.com. The cost is $20 per person and that is to cover for the lunch. We will start promptly at 12 noon, and the networking and presentation will be about an hour. If you have any questions as to the Lunch and Learn, I invite you to connect with me at 1-800-793-9721. I look forward to seeing you there. Roy, what other words of wisdom can we share with our listeners today about investment planning? Any last words that you want to leave our listeners with? Well, I, I, I want the listeners to understand not to be afraid of investing. They need to invest based on what goals you're trying to accomplish, how much time they have to accomplish those goals, okay. and pick the right investments to fit that. So don't be afraid of the market. Don't be afraid of investments. Just don't get too aggressive on a, sh on a short time horizon or too conservative on a long time horizon. Understand very well. Beautiful. Thank you, Roy, so much. I want to thank you for your time today for investing us. I appreciate you sharing with us your comments about investment planning. I hope that by us having this conversation today, our listeners feel more empowered to continue investing or to start investing their money wisely. The power is within us. Uh, please direct any comments or questions for me or for Roy to the toll-free number, 1-800-793-9721. Again, that is 1-800-793-9721. 
Have a wonderful evening, and I will speak with you soon. My business is expanding and growing. I just wish there was some way to streamline its accounting functions, give me data to forecast my sales, and advise me on how to manage this growth. I heard my friend's 30-minute session with Gallon Accountants helped her get through most of her issues. I'm not surprised. I am Maria M. Lopez, Principal at Gallon Accountants and Advisors. And through our dedication to serving our clients and our mastery of the accounting discipline, we can help get your business back in the green. We're conveniently located in South Miami, and we work with our clients in South Florida and also with clients throughout the country. Call us today to schedule your 30 minutes complimentary consultation. Contact us at 1-800-793-9721. Again, that is 1-800-793-9721. 